Willis Welcome to the Fade Route. With DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fade Route. D and Z, I am D. Got a great show for you tonight. A few quarterbacks go down. Baker Mayfield changes teams. And we talk about uninspired football in New York. But we'll begin today's show with Major League Baseball Free Agency. The Phillies are trying to become the 2018 Nationals by adding Trey Turner. The Mets are trying to become the 2011 Tigers by adding Justin Verlander. The Cubs are hoping Cody Bellinger plays like the Cody Bellinger of 2015. And the Yankees are trying not to become the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Z, which team made the best move in your opinion? Well, uh, as far as moves that were made, you have to like what Houston did with Jose Abreu. Solid bat. Keeps him out of the field. I, I don't think he's going to play a lot of first base for them. A sneaky under-the-radar one, but you kind of figured once they made this move that something was up. Mitch Hanniger going to the Giants. Primarily a right fielder, right? So once you saw that Mitch Hanniger got, you know, got his $45 million that it may not be such a slam dunk that the, the Giants are going to nail Aaron Judge, that they're going to get Aaron Judge. And lo and behold, they didn't. And apparently, if we believe what we're told, a call from Hal Steinbrenner directly to Aaron Judge sealed this deal where Hal Steinbrenner asked if he wanted to be a Yankee and basically, how much money would it take for you to be a Yankee? It was about the years. Nine years, $360 million, and probably the captaincy for Aaron Judge. And that's going to be particularly risky. You know, he's 31 years old. It's going to take him to the age 40 season. He is coming off an MVP. So you wonder if that is going to be the height of his ability and the height of his career. Only time will tell. But I like what Philly's doing. You know, you bring in Taiwan Walker, four years, $72 million, a little bit of an overpay. But, you know, he's a solid pitcher. I got to witness him for the past two seasons on the Mets. You know, you put him with Wheeler, you put him with Nola, and all of a sudden you have a pretty good top three to that rotation. Trey Turner, a little bit of a reach. I'm not going to lie. 11 years, $300 million, full no trade. It, he's going to take a speed guy into his into his early 40s. I don't know. That seems a little risky for me. But um, I like that the Yankees kept Judge. I like the Hanniger move for the Giants as a consolation prize. And 
a couple of you know sneaky good one a sneaky good one was Jose Quintana the Mets two years 26 million like back of the rotation third or fourth starter type a lefty the Mets desperately needed a, um, a lefty in that rotation to go with to go with Verlander and to go with Scherzer so I think that is you know is it a sexy splash no but it's a solid capable move and like those are the ones that really that really caught my eye. Cody Bellinger is risky, but I have a feeling. I just have this feeling that Cody Bellinger, since he only took a one-year deal, right? Yep. A, 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 accordingly, according to the stories, there were multiple multi-year offers for the former MVP, and they're taking it one year at a time to rebuild his value. And I like that attitude. That makes him a very dangerous and a very intriguing move, but ultimately, like, it's the Cubs. Like, you're, you're, you really signed him to flip him at the deadline. Yes. So we'll see yep. what happens there. Yeah, do what the Twins didn't do by not flipping Correa, because that's what the Twins should have did. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the Contreras deal. I like the Cardinals getting their catcher for the future. Especially getting it from a rival, you know. I thought that mm-hmm. was a savvy move. Um, yeah, Brayu to the Astros, slam dunk. Um, I was, sur- you might think I'm weird for saying this, but I was actually surprised Kershaw went back to the Cubs. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get more action. Like, to me, to me, it would have made more sense for the Mets to go get Kershaw. We've seen the Verlander-Scherzer deal. You're not the 2011 Tigers. So, you know, it didn't work for them. It's not going to work for you. Kershaw gives you something different, something you never had before, and he's a lefty. Um, you know, Verlander's coming off a Cy Young win. He's coming off of winning a World Series. He's coming off of two years ago he had Tommy John surgery. So what? Like, that's your gut reaction. That's your knee-jerk reaction is we lost to Grom. Go get Verlander. I guess. I mean, you beat the Yankees to it because the Yankees really should have got him or the Blue Jays, another team. Unlike you, I do like Trey Turner to the Phillies. Phillies seem to be going after... They're getting everybody who played against them, man. <laughs> they're getting everybody who played against them. They're putting they're putting together a bully. Really, if you think about it, they got Real Muto, who's a catcher, right? Then they went and got Wheeler, right? They Now they have... You know, they, they went and got um, Harper. You know, they're putting together players that have played against them. I like what they're doing. I do, and if you think about it, you know, they were close last year. Um, and I like Trey Turner. I mean, I know what you're saying. It's 11... I mean, come on. Z, would you rather have Trey Turner for 11 years compared to Aaron Judge for 9? Right? You'd rather have Turner, right? The breakdown is going to be less severe for Trey Turner compared to Aaron Judge, but the highs are going to be higher for Aaron Judge than they are for Trey Turner. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I don't see it. Again, there's no book on this, right? We've never seen a guy this big, you know. I think, I think it's it. The next four years are your best years. 
and the last five are just gonna be god awful. You're gonna be you're gonna be in Stanton land, right? Mm-hmm. Now I was hearing some people talk and say, well, you know, five or six years into the deal, there's gonna be guys making more money than him. He's not gonna be the highest paid guy. Man, I don't know about that because I remember when Harper got his contract. To me, Harper wasn't the best player out there. He wasn't. I didn't think so. I didn't think he was that great. He was good. The the I felt the Nationals were overpaying for him because they wanted him to stay. Like I I didn't see it as you know he was gonna be this he was gonna be this godlike baseball player and he's not. He's okay. Trout was a different story. Now you saw Mike Trout and you're like, man, this guy can do everything, right? Yeah. Makes sense there, and he's still he's still one of the highest paid guys. So I don't know. I mean, well, we're gonna we're gonna find out. But you already see it from Yankee fans, like, okay, yeah, he's back. Now you better produce. Like that's their response. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope he knows what he signed up for. I mean, you're right. He's probably gonna get the captaincy, right? He's gonna get the captaincy. He's gonna become a Yankee captain. But see the the. the the facts are still out there. The guy has been with this team for how many years? They haven't won anything. Why now? Who are you adding to this team that's going to make them win? That's what I want to know. You're paying him all this money, right? Who are you bringing in to bat behind him, in front of him, around him? Who's going to shore up this pitching staff? Like, who, who are you getting? What's happening? So... You know they bring it. They re-sign Cashman. He's back probably because Judge is coming back. I'm assuming those went hand in hand. And you know, I just I think the jury's still out. I don't I don't I don't believe it. I don't see it. I don't really get it. Well, the Yankees have been linked to Brandon Nimmo. I think that would be a fine fit in center field, provided that they could dump two major albatrosses. They need to dump Donaldson, and they need to dump Hicks. Yeah. That is a lot of wasted money. And Brandon Nimmo is going to... I mean... I like Brandon Nimmo as a player. He's a nice player. He's a good defensive player. He's made himself into a an all-star major league. Is he $30 million a year good? No. Brandon Nimmo is not $30 million a year good. But that is what the market's going to command. Now... Are the Mets and Yankees and the Rockies, because if you know Nemo is from Wyoming, it, are they going to get into a three-way? Are they going to get into a bidding war over this? Are, are they going to to do this? Are the Giants going to move in on Nemo now that they lost out on Aaron Judge because they want to add a second outfielder to go with Haniger and to go with Yastrzemski? Like, do they want? Like, he's the next big domino to fall, in my opinion. And frankly, like. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of it's money. Gotta, it's got to be Bogarts. Bogarts has got to be the next one to go. It's either Bogarts or Correa. It's got to be one of the shortstops is the next big one to go. I I, I, I I, understand what you're saying about Nimmo, but I don't think I don't think Nimmo carries as much value going west. I don't think the Giants and the Rangers and the Mariners are thinking, oh, Brandon Nemo is this great player. I don't think they are. The same thing with, um, 
you know, with other Mets players, like some of them are just, they're Mets, man. They're just, you know, they play well for the Mets. They look good in a Met uniform. I don't think other teams are clamoring for Mets stars. I just don't think so. He brings a lot to the table. And I think that any team would benefit from having a guy with his energy, his work ethic. I think he's made himself, I've seen the maturation firsthand and I've seen the progress and Brandon Nemo is a capable quality major leaguer so any team would benefit from him um, it's just a question of fit you know it really just is the question of fit is the hometown lore enough to bring him west you know the Mariners maybe not because they have you know I mean possibly you have J-Rod there you, you traded Winker like, do you want to replace Winker with Nimmo? Like, you're changing the, you're changing the top of the order. Now you have a guy who gets on base. He's a table setter type guy. Like that could, that could definitely play. The Rangers don't know what they're doing. So the Rangers are building this monster rotation, but they also, outside of Seager and Simeon, they don't have, they don't have a roster. It's just not good. <laughs> Yeah, like, and they're and they're play, and what and what are they doing? They're playing for third place, right? I mean, let's be real. They're playing for third. Yeah, no, they're 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 trying to keep out of the basement. They're right. they're trying to. You're not better than the, the Ast- you're not you're not better than the Astros. The Mariners are coming. At, yeah, the A's and the Angels, yeah, right? You're just trying to hold off the A's. That's all you're trying to do. And you know, and under another one, like the Cubs are very intriguing. Charrington. I mean, not Charrington. Um, Hoyer is bringing in. Um, he's bringing in veterans. He's bringing. He got rid of Jason Hayward, but brought in Cody Bellinger. Brought in Jamison Tyone. <laughs> like what? What are we doing? Yeah, four years, sixty-eight million for Tyone, versus four years, seventy-two million for Walker. Why? I mean, I would say that. I would Why? say the Phillies got the better pitcher. Like they definitely. 100%. You know, and they've had their eye on the Cubs have had their eye on Tyone for a while and I don't know I just don't see it being successful like as, as of who's signed right now who would you see is who's not going to be su- successful at all from jump who's just like that's a bad idea from the get go Canely mm, <laughs> interesting I don't I don't get it I mean he was with the Yankees what like three years right 2017 to 2020 something like that yeah, you bringing him back? Like, what's your plan for him? How does he fit into this rotation? How does he fit into this team? Like, that's the big that. Aside from Aaron Judge, that's your splash so far, right? Yeah, you, you, Tommy Canley has been your your big move. That's but, what you're. That's what you're gonna go out and that's what you're gonna put your face on. I mean. I mean, they brought him and Rizzo back. They brought Judge and Rizzo back. So, I don't really like, buy. I don't also buy the Cody Bellinger thing either. I mean, he kind of reminds me of the. It kind of reminds me of the Correa thing. You know, it's like he's betting on himself for a year, but mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like I don't know what was going on in 2015, but you are nowhere near that guy. Like I, I literally had to bench you on my fantasy team. Because that's how bad you were like you know um, so I don't see that panning out um, what do you think of Kenley Jansen to the Red Sox odd odd 
I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. Wasn't like I was upset about it. I was like, all right. That's that's what you got. But they also went and got the Japanese guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just brought him in. That, that's their move. All right. You want to you wanna bank on something like that? All right. It's cool. <laughs> I think you got to bring back Bogarts, but they're not going to. Where's he going to go? I'm curious to see where question. he's going to go. Yeah, oh. I mean, Philly, <laughs> they got their guy. Unless, they got their guy. Unless they're bringing in both of them. And then he's like, okay, one of you is playing second. Man, I would love for the Braves who win Bogarts. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but they're, but uh, you don't want them bringing back Dansby Swanson? No, I'm done with Dansby. I'm good. I'm good. Interesting. If you came and won me a World Series, I'm good, man. Like, I was good with Freddie leaving. I'm good with Dansby leaving. It's all good. It's fine. We got to turn it over. We got to keep turning. I don't want to keep bringing the same guys back. You know, you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep moving forward. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. SweetLifeBrownieCo, because there's always room for a brownie. But uh, one person that's not moving forward <laughs> is Mr. Jimmy G. Oh, man, we're moving over to football, guys. And, man, two, two quarterbacks went down this weekend. The 49ers lost Jimmy G to a broken foot in their win over the Dolphins. Impressive win. And the Ravens lost Lamar Jackson in their one-point. That's right, guys. I said one-point victory over the Broncos. Let's ride. Uh, ride. Z, which team is in more trouble here? I mean, if you look at it by default, right? Let's let's think about this. Let's do a quick analysis. Jimmy Garoppolo is being replaced by Mr. Arello, Brock Purdy, and Lamar Jackson is being replaced by Huntley. I love Huntley. Huntley's solid. Like he's one in four in his career, but. It doesn't. The record doesn't measure up to the kid's capabilities. The, the forty nine. The 49ers would love to have Huntley right now. Yeah, I would say so. I think they would. I think they would like to have a lot of guys. I think that the, the Niners would like what would like to have Huntley. Would like to have a Colt McCoy, a yeah. Case Keenum, somebody, somebody in that room who's not Josh Johnson. You know, that was the move, right? Like oh shit, Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot. Let's let's go get Josh Johnson. I'm what's the deal they... with what's the deal with this this Kyle Shanahan not being able to keep his quarterback healthy? Like what is the deal with that? 
Uh, at some point, you just have to chalk up to the fact that it's Jimmy. Because Jimmy yeah. also got hurt in New England. So, yeah. as quietly as it's kept, like, you know, Jimmy is a, is made of glass. So, yeah. as good as he is. But, I gotta say, it's gonna hurt the Ravens a lot more than it hurts the Niners. Because, at the same time, Purdy still has McCaffrey. They may have Mitchell. They may not have Mitchell. You have you have Debo, you have Kittle, you have Ayuk, you have the, you have that defense. Like there's enough in the cupboard that Brock Purdy can just turn around, and hand the ball off, and Kyle Shanahan is enough of a of an offensive mind that he can make up for the fact that this guy is green as grass. Lamar Jackson is that team. Right? Lamar Jackson makes the Ravens go. And as good as Huntley is, I don't know if he's ready to step into that sh- into those shoes at this level because the Ravens are still in that the hunt for that division with the Bengals. So, like, is this kid going to be able to, to keep the Ravens afloat with a suspect defense and a a marginal offense outside of Justin Tucker? We'll say. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you because, really, you know, everyone's talking about how great the AFC East is. But, hey, man, the AFC North, all those teams are still in the hunt for the division title. The Browns and the Steelers are both 5-7. and seven. The Browns supposedly just got their starting quarterback back. Um, I, I, would, I would agree with you, too, because, you know, Lamar is that team. I do think Huntley is proficient enough. I think he's a better answer than what the 49ers have right now. I think he can run the offense. I think he can run the plays. The problem with the Ravens is their defense. Like, I mean, it was all, it, you know, they got lucky against the Broncos, man. They, they really did. And with the 49ers, two of those teams have already checked out in their division, right? The Rams have checked out. Cardinals are a joke. That that team's just a joke. It's not even about them checking out. The Cardinals are one in six at home. They're one in six at home. You gotta be able to take care of business at home, man. Um, to me, it's just interesting how Jimmy G is this this guy who wins. He throws touchdowns. He's got yards. Just can't stay on the damn field, man. And I wonder if this is also going to hurt his free agency. Is this going to hurt him signing with the team next year? It has to, because how many times are you going to get injured before you're a- you're labeled an injury-prone quarterback? But let's look at the let's look at these schedules for a second. Going forward, right? We're in week 14. This is where the rubber meets the road. Niners have Tampa Bay this week at Seattle. Not easy. Christmas Eve against the Commanders, who are not no slouch. New Year's Day against the Raiders. Say what you will, but they're on a surge right now. That's right. And then they finish off with the Cardinals, who are playing probably, you know, in in Kingsbury's last game. Right. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ravens. This is black and blue. Like, you're looking at Steelers this week, Browns next week, Falcons after that on Christmas Eve, New Year's Day against the Steelers again, and then finish off at the Bengals, who may or may not be playing for 
seeding at that point. So Joe Burrow may be in the lineup. He may not that's be a lot in the of division games, man. That, that's a that's attrition right there. That is definitely attrition. And there's no guarantee, you know, like like I said last week, there, that uh, the Ravens and the Bengals, one of them is gonna end up in the wild card. There's no guarantee that that's accurate. No, that's the, no. this is this is gonna be a battle all the way through. But um, I was definitely surprised that the immediate move for the Niners was Josh Johnson, especially with the news that Baker Mayfield asked the Carolina Panthers for his release. And they were just like, sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, yeah, we're going to, I mean, we're going to get to Baker, we're going to get to Baker, but I mean, the whole thing with that is he, he had to clear waivers. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, the 49ers had to wait their turn and the Rams, but that you know, it's funny that you said the Rams checked out. It, that's not a move of a team that's checked out. That's the that's the weird thing though. Like a team that checks out doesn't they roll they roll with Bryce Perkins for the rest of the year. Like when that just seems like a, a quizzical move to me. You know. So you're of the mindset that. So what are you thinking? What what do you? Why do you think they picked up Baker Mayfield? Just to fuck the Niners. Right, that's exactly what I think, too. I don't think this was a strategic thing. They're like, fuck you. We, we know why he asked for his release. He thinks he's going to go play for you uh, and go to the Super Bowl. No, psych. He's coming yeah. here <laughs> to right. get him his plane ticket. He's playing for us for the next couple of weeks. So I, I like the moves. I like the move by the Rams. I like how they stuck it to the 49ers. Um, but, man, how how far... How far has Baker fell, man? I mean, that that's got to be brutal that you were the number one overall pick, Heisman winner, went to the Browns, got the Browns to the, the playoffs, mm-hmm. were beating the Chiefs in the second half. Then you wind up getting hurt, you lose some games. They decide that they're going to bring in a guy who hasn't played football in a whole year who got drafted well after you got drafted to be their starter. They trade you to Carolina for a ham sandwich, mm-hmm. and you're going to compete with Sam Darnold for the quarterback spot. You win. You win the job. You win the starting job. You play like dog shit, get hurt, benched. Then you go to them, ask them to release you, and they're like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Like we'll we'll take the hit. We we will we'll live with the sixth round pick. We don't need it to be a conditional fifth. That's we, fine. Like, we're it's all, all right. we're we're all good, man. We're all, you need a plane? You need a plane ticket? We're good, man. We're good. We, you just you get start, the fuck out of here. You can start making those Hulu commercials again. Start making those progressive commercials again. Just you, you know, do what you have to do. Just get the hell out of here. Just, just do it somewhere else, man. Just do it somewhere else. And then you think you must have thought that you were gonna get picked up by the 49ers, be their savior, and then the four and nine Rams call you and say, "Hey, man, get on a plane and come our way. You might start on Thursday." What are we running here? What are we running here, Coach? (laughs) You're running for your life. I don't. I mean, and I don't think of Sean McVay as any kind of quarterback whisperer. I don't think he. I mean, I don't think he knows. He does not. He's not doing anything special there. In fact, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot more. With this roster, Jesus Christ Himself could line up (laughs) under center, and I don't think he would make a difference. 
because this is a very Cooper Cup heavy team. Cam Akers is giving you nothing. Like Odell Beckham is not there. So, you know, Allen, Allen Robinson isn't there. Uh, Tyler Higby, I think, is your number two at this point. Um, it's just, it's a shit show. It's just not impressive whatsoever. They're better off starting Bryce Perkins. They really are. This reminds me, Baker Mayfield, you're, you remember in 2000 when the Yankees were, were like teetering on the periphery of the playoffs, possibly backing into the, the playoffs with a division win, and they claimed Jose Canseco off waivers. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep him away from the Red Sox. That's exactly what this was. And then I had to prove to my sister that Jose Canseco was actually on the Yankees because he had never he never played. He was there, he was in uniform, but he never played. And I showed my sister the footage of Jose Canseco jumping around, raising his arms in victory when the Yankees won. He was the first. City he City. was the, the first one out of the dugout. First one, first one out of the dugout, and first one on the pile. And Joe, Joe, Joe Torre actually told a funny story about when they acquired him. He's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what to say. So he, you know, he came into my office. He's like, listen, I, I just want you to know, you're not gonna play every day. You know, I mean, we got other guys here that are playing. And he was like, he was very disappointed, but he kind of understood. And he was like, I was surprised. I thought he was gonna give me more lip and give me more of a hard time about it, but. Man, he was the first person out of the dugout when we won. He was the first person on the pile, so whatever. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, does that make, does that uh, comparison hold true for Baker Mayfield? Does he seems like the type? It just seems like this is his last stop. I think it's his last stop. I mean, the Carolina Panthers are dog shit. You went to them and asked for a release, and they said sure. That's got to be a red flag, man. Like. Like Mike White is throwing for over 300 yards a weekend and two and a, and a touchdown or two. You can't even get on the field. You're fucking backing up Sam Darnold. And this and this weekend you're going to be backing up Wolford because he's not going to play on Thursday. No, definitely not. The Texans went back to Davis Mills. They had the number one. They had the number one waiver claim. They're like, no, we're good. No, we're good, man. We're fucking <laughs> we're good. good. We're fucking gonna ride this out. We don't. We don't need this guy here. And I just think. I. I think. I think it's wild. Like I never. Like I thought. I thought he was gonna be better. I really did. I really thought this was a good opportunity for him. He was gonna connect with DJ more, and they were gonna run up. He can't. He can't do anything. <laughs> he fucking can't do anything. And then you see Deshaun. Well, I mean Deshaun Watson wasn't. You know, he wasn't really playing that well this past weekend. But when you, you saw Watson's the better quarterback, you know, and, and it's like you see all these other guys in the league right now, they're just they're just better than you. It's like, what the fuck happened? Your progressive commercials are better than the way you play on the damn field. It sounds about right. And, you know, he wants to resist the comparison to Johnny Manziel. But he is. Rightfully so. He's, he's Johnny Manziel. He's Johnny Manziel without the beer and that, without the alcohol and the drugs. Which I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Baker had the swagger sober. 
So, I mean, I guess that, you know, the chip on his shoulder was there sober. So, I guess there's something to be said for that. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't, it wears thin. Like, we're now hearing stuff about Zach Wilson and how he wore himself thin. I'm sure the rah-rah chip on his shoulder stuff, the commercials, the I'm feeling dangerous, you know who who wore who's wearing at his welcome faster i mean clearly it's baker because he's gone but like you got to figure like that's some russell wilson energy avoid messy accidents get better stopping power with your brake pads callahan brake pads you never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Maybe listen, we can we can move over we can move move on down the line to to the New York quarterbacks. Um certainly can. Yeah, I mean so the Giants decided to tie the commanders over the weekend at home. And the Jets lost by one score to the Minnesota Vikings. But Z, which New York team had the better day? My well, answer might surprise you. Well, they're still alive in the playoff hunt. Like both teams are still alive in the playoff hunt. The Giants, you know, you if you look at the stats and you look at how they they were able to move the ball on a stout defense. Yes, Chase Young was not there, but they still have sweat. They still have guys on that roster. And Daniel Jones didn't embarrass himself. The offensive line is still a question mark. He got sacked four times. Now, run game, not great. The running game is not great. It just isn't. But I got to say, the Jets... The Jets played more aggressively, you know? Once you get to that point, like, the Giants, like, they came from behind, and then it became, all right, I guess we're just going to try and hold on, you know? Gano missed a field goal. It's, it happened. But there are a lot of bright spots with the Jets. Yes, say what you will about Mike White. He had throw 57 times. He threw 57 times. 57 times. 57 times. No touchdowns, two picks. Not in terms of results. He had a he close. had a, he had a rushing touchdown. He had a, he did have a rushing touchdown. He did, but two picks got sacked once. He's back back to pass 57 times. That's what happens when you're playing from behind. You got to be more aggressive, and you have to throw the ball. That's what you have to do in this league. Compared to Cousins. Kirk Cousins had 173 and a touchdown. He didn't really need to do that much. Mike White, you know, if he is careful with the football, if he's more careful with the football, Jets are on to something. How about, Zach, how, how about Zach Wilson was the third-string quarterback this past weekend, and he's going to be the third-string quarterback this weekend up in Buffalo? How about that? I think it's fine. Like it's it shows you how the mighty, well, allegedly, mighty have fallen, and they're they're having him watch. It's better than him not dressing. It's better than him not being there. 
I, he needs to, I mean, maybe he needs to hold the clipboard for a little bit. And you know what? That's probably should, what should have happened to begin with. You don't push him. You didn't push Darnold. You didn't push Sanchez. The, the, the Jets have not learned from history. No. How many times did they have to do this? But it looks like they're onto something with with White, at least in the short term. And Bam Knight, Zonovan Knight, that's that, that's two weeks in a row where he's shown flashes. Like Zonovan Knight, he might he might be a player in this league. He definitely might be in a player in this league. But I mean, both team, both teams, both the Giants and the Jets have some promise there. I think the Jets got more out of going toe to toe with a ten and two team. Than tying a seven and four, a seven and five team. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, for me, I thought the Giants had the better day. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the Commanders have a really good defense. I like Jack Del Rio as the coordinator. I like Ron Rivera as that coach. They know defense. They know how to give you problems. They know how to get you stuck. Um, they didn't lose the game. They tied. They're still in prime, like you said, they're still in position where they can still make the playoffs. They're, third, they're technically, they're in third place, but they're going to have time to, they're going to have the opportunity to move into second. They're going to have an opportunity to, to make the playoffs here. Now, the reason why I think the Jets had the worst day is for a couple of reasons, like I said. You took your starting quarterback said something two weeks ago and now for the second week in a row he's the third string quarterback you didn't elevate him to second string this is your first round pick okay so this is a situation where you know instead of taking him you could have possibly taken Micah Parsons could you imagine the Jets had Parsons and Mobley and the and Sauce Gardner and I on that defense you don't get rewarded for missing on a top five pick. You know, you, you can't elude that. So the fact that this kid's not even dressing and he's not being a part of it, that's bad. That's bad. Then to put, to add insult to injury, you got players on the team wearing t-shirts that say Mike effing White or are supporting Mike White in the face of your second pick overall then on the day of the game they're clowning and they're wearing mighty ducks jerseys with mike white wearing the captain seat of the mighty ducks jersey and all of them joking around saying flying deep but this is the culture you created instead of everybody wearing suits and being serious and showing up in, in minnesota ready to take on a 10 and 2 team they're clowning around with a guy who a couple weeks ago wasn't sure if he was going to have a job on Sunday. And this is the problem with the New York Jets. They've not taken this opportunity seriously. You had a chance to beat a Vikings team. You lost by a touchdown. You had a chance to beat that team on a week where New England lost. On a week when Miami lost. You had a chance to move to move yourself into a good position. Now, you're going up to Buffalo. Now, Mike White in a dome threw for 
300 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Now he's going outside the Buffalo in December to a team that lost to Zach Wilson a couple weeks ago. How do you think this is going to play out, Z? How do you think that's going to play out? Well, I think that the best way for the Jets to stick with the Bills is they have to pull the old Super Bowl New York Giants on them. Ball control, ball control, ball control. Josh Allen cannot beat you if he's on the sidelines watching. So that means a heavy dose of James Robinson, a heavy dose of Bam Knight, a heavy dose of Michael Carter, and then a little bit of Mike White. You sprinkle in some Mike White. And I think that is a definite key to victory. Do I think the Jets are going to do this? No. You have a pissed-off Buffalo Bills team (laughs) going in there looking for revenge. So I do not think for a second that the Jets can pull this off. I just don't... I just don't... I don't think you're in the area where you can clown around and fuck around. You're not... You should come to every game ready to play. You you have done nothing. You've accomplished nothing. You're facing a team that is far superior to you. There's got to be some seriousness when you when you show up to the, the, the game. I always think back to when the Knicks were playing the Bulls in the, the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And on the way to the court, the Bulls we're ready to play. They're Mike. What time is it? Game time. Who ready to go? The Knicks are singing Attack of the Baldies. I don't need to tell you what happened in that game because I think it's pretty evident what Michael Jordan did in that game and how it ended. Yeah. So, you know, you haven't done anything. You haven't earned the ability or the right to act like that or do these things before a game and that's and that you that's the problem with the culture of the team and of the organization that's why it's a, it's a clown it's a, it's a shit show i don't know but would you argue that joe madden with the race was a clown show you know what i think the baseball is a little different because it's 162 games you gotta you gotta you gotta you can't take it all so seriously all the time mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta relax because it gets, it gets played out. You know, if you're, if you're serious for 162 games in baseball, by game 17, it's like, all right, we're out of here. We're, you know, we, you can't, you can't take it seriously. In football, especially in December, on a weekend where you had a chance, like I said, to pick up ground, you guys are wearing Mighty Ducks jerseys and fucking around. It's not business. It's not serious. It's you know Tom Brady's not showing up to the showing up to games like a clown. He's he's walking. He's going through his his thing. You're bringing more attention to this thing than not. And listen, I don't I don't care for Zach Wilson. I really don't give a shit what happens to the guy. But how do you think that makes him feel? He was the number two pick in the draft. How do you think it makes him feel to see other players rallying around this guy and joking around with this guy? And he can't even dress, not alone, just, just, he can't even dress for the game. And he's 5-2 and two as a starter. Mm-hmm. Well, he's sending the wrong message. He's sending the wrong message. How is he supposed, how is he ever supposed to come back from this? 
right? Because that's the goal. Well, no, Salah said the goal is to have him play again this year. That's that's the head coach talking. Yeah, he can play. He can play once they're eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> once they're done, once they're mathematically eliminated, good. Send the kid back out there. Send you know, mini Jim McMahon back out there. <laughs> but look at the roster. Look at the the draft order. Right. Number two. He went number two. Lance went three. Pitts went four. Chase went five. Waddle six. Sewell seven. Any of those guys would help your offense. Any of them. JC Horn went eight. Could you? You don't get Sauce Gardner, but can you imagine JC Horn instead? He's not bad. Why not? Sir Patrick Sertan, not bad. Like Devontae Smith at 10. Hell, Justin Fields went 11. Like any of those guys would be doing a hell of a lot more than Wilson is. We had our reservations about him coming out of college and he's proven us right. It's unfortunate that he's proving us right with our reservations. But at this time, he has not he has not done enough. Yes, he's 5 and 2 as a starter this year, but what did he do in those wins? Not a whole hell of a lot. Not a whole hell of a lot at all. Brees Hall Right? Remember Brees Hall? He was the catalyst for a few of those wins. And they've been riding their defense. Zach Wilson was a caretaker. Zach Wilson was a game manager. And even then, he wasn't that great of a game manager. Like, of of the more recent vintage of Jets quarterbacks, the greatest game manager they had was Mark Sanchez. And he, Zach Wilson, was no Mark Sanchez. Need some last-minute fantasy football advice? Then the boys at the Fade Route have you covered. Tune in every NFL Sunday to Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ. DNI give you our top 1, 2, 3 fantasy starts or green light and fantasy sits or red light. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 every NFL Sunday during the season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get the Fade Route. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ every NFL Sunday during the season. The choice is yours. Swipe left or swipe right. All right, boys and girls, particularly you online dating fans, it's cuffing season after all. We give you a statement. You either swipe left or you swipe right. Swipe left, swipe right. Number one, the Bills' defense without Von Miller. Yeah, I'm I'm swiping right on this. I think they'll be fine. They were fine last year. I mean, they basically just brought him in to be a closer. You know, they brought him in to chase down Pat Mahomes, and they brought him in to chase down Joe Burrow late in games. I think it's going to suck that they don't have him, but I think they'll be okay. I'm going to swipe right as well. They have a very loaded defense. Yes, he's the middle linebacker or the right defensive end, depending on how they're aligning him. But Von Miller is a cog in a very deep rotation. Rousseau, 
Basham, Ed Oliver, Shaq Lawson, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano on the strong side, Trey White, Jordan Poyer, Xavier Rhodes. Jaquan Johnson's not bad as a free safety. If Micah Hyde can make it back, he probably won't, but Micah Hyde was on this team. Solid player. is not bad. AJ Klein's pretty decent. Like you're you're deep. You are deep in the four three, right? You have plenty you have plenty of firepower there to withstand the loss of Von Miller. The one thing that it's going to really affect is that it's going to affect their pass rush. Von Miller is their leader in sacks at eight. So he has 21 tackles and eight sacks on the year. Where are they going to make up for that? Is it going to be Epinesa? Is it going to be a guy like Klein? Who's going to fill that void? I really don't know. I, I don't know who it's going to be, but they are deep enough. They're, they're absolutely deep enough that they can make this happen. And DeMar Hamlin and Tremaine Edwards, they're the leaders in total tackles. So they have, you know, they have plenty of horses and come playoff time, I, I think they'll be able to figure out, especially with Sean McDermott, a defensive head coach, they'll be able to figure out schemes and ways to get to the quarterback. Swipe left or swipe right. Number two, Odell Beckham Jr. in the playoffs for 2023. Swiping left? I mean, the Cowboys are basically blocking on him because of his physical. I don't think anyone outside of the Chiefs really need him. I stress need him come playoff time. Uh, you know, there's question marks about him. His ability, his character, just, just don't think he's as coveted as he thinks he is. I'm swiping right. I think that if he's healthy, he is going to play a role. He definitely is. Now, the question is who? The Bills are interested. We know that. But do the Bills really need him? I would argue no. Diggs, Dawson Knox... Gabe Davis, McKenzie. I, I don't see that as a fit. I really don't. The Giants need a number one. They desperately need a number one. Steve Slayton, uh, Steve Slayton, Darius Slayton, my God. Darius Slayton is proving to be a two with the potential to be a one, not a true one. Now, the last time the Giants were playoff bound, and Odell Beckham was on the team, it was the infamous boat game. So, you know, he tanked all of their careers. And Victor Cruz. He took Victor Cruz down with him. Why Victor <laughs> Cruz was on the boat, I don't know. But he was there. Shirt, everybody was shirtless in Tim's, and they were refusing Adderall. That's what I remember about the boat. Odell Beckham was there. Now, since then, he's definitely... He hasn't necessarily matured, but he has definitely kind of found his niche as a player. He's found his niche in the league, and the Giants could definitely use him. The Chiefs, it's an interesting fit. The Chiefs are an interesting fit from the standpoint that 
they certainly they could use him, but I don't know if it's necessarily need. Right? You have Juju, you have MVS. Like they could benefit from having an additional veteran, especially if Nicole Hardman, you know, continues to miss time. I know he's missed a lot of time this year, so they could always use that. And Odell Beckham Jr. has returned punts in the past. So even if it becomes a special teams ace, that would be a pretty good versatile bet. But of the two, of the, the teams that are in contention, it's either the Chiefs or the Giants. And he'll have a more prominent role on the Giants than he will on the Chiefs. Swipe left or swipe right. Number three, Brazil in the World Cup. I'm swiping right. I mean, without teams like Italy, Germany... What Spain, I think, was recently eliminated in PKs to Morocco. Yeah, I mean, their path to the World Cup is just wide open right now, so you gotta love it. I'm swiping left. Uh, as far as them winning the World Cup, they have to run, they have to go through Argentina literally, they have to go through Argentina in this next round, and they may draw France, they may draw England. Or they may draw Portugal. Of those three, I don't like Portugal's chances. But you have the reigning defending World Cup champion in France, Kylian Mbappe. They can definitely give Brazil a run for their money. And then the pretty much the entire English Premier League is on. It, seriously. You have Raheem Sterling. who well, That's a crazy story if you heard about Raheem Sterling with the home invasion. He left Qatar and he's coming back. But... Raheem Sterling, you have Harry Kane, you have Stones, you, I mean, it's down the, everybody on that team starts in the EPL. That's hard. That's definitely, that, that's going to be a difficult, difficult draw. And again, there's no guarantee you're even going to get past Lionel Messi in Argentina. What bothers me is how arrogant they are. Right? And you want to say, oh, joy for the game. South Korea had no shot against Brazil. But the dancing, the histrionics, the rubbing your nose in the opponent, in the opponent's face, just, it's poor sportsmanship. It's just it sets a bad precedent and it puts a bad taste in your mouth. That if you watch these guys, you actively want them to lose. And credit to South Korea, because I know that it must have eaten them up and they did not retaliate whatsoever. They did not, they did not change the way they played. They did not start going in for challenges with their studs up. They didn't, get super aggressive and handsy they just they played their game but Brazil is not going to be able to pull that shit against any of the remaining opponents so I mean they're super talented but their arrogance is going to be their downfall just like it was for Spain swipe left or swipe right number four Anthony Davis for MVP I'm swiping right on this so far. I mean, I know he left last night's game early. Um, but, I mean, he, over his last three games, not counting last night, he's averaging 42 points, 10 boards, 3 blocks. 
if we all said for the Lakers to be relevant, AD needed to win the MVP. I like it. It's looking looking like a decent bet so far. I mean, you have to swipe right on this, provided again that he's healthy. Street clothes. Yeah. Surprisingly, that's not listed under his nicknames on BasketballReference.com. Like it should be. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful nickname. But this year, so far in 21 games, he's averaging 27.3 points a game and 12 rebounds. So he's doing what he needs to do. It's one of many. It's too early. It's 21 games. You know, Giannis is a perennial contender. You could go... I mean, you could always go with a Steph Curry if you wanted to. You, there's all there's always a list of players that you're confident are going to be in the conversation. You know, you have you know his on his own team. Like if the if the Lakers get hot and LeBron's doing well. They won't give. They won't find their way to give it to LeBron. They, they won't find their way to do that. Donovan Mitchell was playing is playing well. Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum, you definitely can. You have your pick at this point. And at 21, 21 games, like MVP, it seems a little far fetched at the beginning, but. Just be thankful. Laker fans need to be thankful that he's actually playing consistently. Because this is what you signed up for when you made that trade. Because so many young assets were going back to New Orleans. And this is the promise. This was the hope that you were sold. And he's finally, apparently, delivering. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. We have a poll on our Twitter page at FadeRoutDNZ. And you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout-out on this here show and the Coveted Ass Trophy. And do you know who took home the Coveted Ass Trophy last week, D? They don't. Jerry Jones. That guy. That, that guy. That guy. Jerry. Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Like, what are you doing? I get it. 15 years old, Arkansas. Like, I understand. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. Not a good look at all. And you can do something about it. 
but that was last week. This was this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? All right, first up. First up, I've got John Robinson, former GM of the Titans, was fired. After the A.J. Brown, the player he traded away, torched the Titans on Sunday for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Can't miss on trades, can't miss on draft picks. John Robinson, you are my legend superstar of the week. The next is the New York Mets ownership. You lose Jacob DeGrom, and your first reaction is to sign Justin Verlander? Why didn't you sign him last year? Why didn't you sign him three years ago? Slow, slow to the table. New York Mets ownership. You're my alleged superstar of the week. And last, and certainly one of these, Mr. Baker Mayfield, the former overall number one pick and Heisman Trophy winner, asked for his release from the Panthers, and it was granted in less than a second. <laughs> then he cleared waivers all the way to the Rams. My man, how you, how far, how far have you fallen? Baker Mayfield, you're my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? All good choices. All good choices. I'm going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. It looks like your meeting with Mr. Beckham did not go so well to where you're leaking the results of his physical to the media to try and poison the well. Not a good look. That's not a good look. Dallas Cowboys, you on my alleged superstar of the week. Deion Sanders. Hmm. Jackson State, right? You're the SWAC champion. For one, you take the job at Colorado, right? Boulder's a lovely city, a lovely little town. Yeah, no. You're just going to be another fish in the pond, man. Another fish in that pond. And then walking in, your introductory press conferences said, I met with the team. I met with the players and said, start going to the transfer portal now, guys. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I want nothing to do with you. Perfect. That is fantastic. Deion Sanders, your arrogance is Brazilian. We're going to see that you better, you better, you better, you better deliver. Because if you don't, you're going to be out on your ass very quickly. Deion Sanders, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And then last but not least, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's back. Getting into it with the coach of the Portuguese national team, not wanting to be subbed off, and losing your starting spot on a Portuguese national team that desperately needs you. In fact, unless you're an avid soccer head, you probably cannot name a member of the Portuguese national team that is not named Cristiano Ronaldo. When they get to the finals, the conference finals, their side finals against either England or France, it's France versus Cristiano Ronaldo or the entire English Premier League against Cristiano Ronaldo. This is what we're talking about here. And you cannot be a petulant child. I understand you just got this new lucrative deal in Saudi Arabia. But think about why you got that lucrative deal in Saudi Arabia. 
because you pissed and moaned your way out of Manchester United over playing time and over the direction of the club. And now you're doing it on the national level for your country. Cristiano Ronaldo, you are my alleged superstar of the week. We set our piece. Go to our Twitter poll and vote and vote and vote and vote for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Looking to break into broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, or filmmaking? Then CSB is the program for you. From day one, you'll be trained hands-on by industry pros like friend of the show Rob Adams, whose goal is to get you trained and get you working in months, not years. CSB offers 8 and 16 week programs in small class sizes designed to give you the personalized attention you need. If you can make it in person, there are five East Coast locations. If you can't, they offer virtual classes too. How great is that? And once you graduate, you become part of the alumni network that gets you to the front of the line. Trust me, I'm an alum myself. Go to GoCSB.com today, request more info, set up a studio tour, and who knows, you may very well be on your way to a career in broadcast media. That's GoCSB.com and tell them Z sent you. GoCSB. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is the option for NFL Week 14. We're getting close, folks. It is time for the rubber to meet the road and if you still not have joined our CBS Pick'em League the option go to our link in bio at Fade Route Podcast and join today we have a tight race going on last week ready willing and Dable the lovely Rita Sanchez of Austin AYSO took home 13 wins 13 wins, enough to put her into a first place tie with yours truly. It's a tight race. Dee and Foxy are one point behind. And Zach, Zach, he's coming on strong. Let's see what you got, guys. Let's see what you got. We're starting off Thursday. Tomorrow night, Amazon Prime, SoFi Stadium in lovely Englewood, California. The 5-7 and seven surging Las Vegas Raiders take on the 3-9 and nine Los Angeles Rams. Oh, this should be an easy one for the Raiders, but I think it'll be a high score. This is the kind of game the Raiders lose. <laughs> This is, you know, heavy favorite expectations have the ability to possibly get back into things. This is the one that they choke. 
but not this year. The Raiders are going to take this one home. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Play him. Start him. Let him run wild. Because he's gone. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The 7-5 New York Jets go into Orchard Park to take on the 9-3 Buffalo Bills. Billy's Bills. Yeah. It's going to be a beating. It's going to ah! be a, it's going to be a beatdown. Bills are going to take this one pretty handily and the funny thing is that Mike White's not even going to play that badly. Josh Allen's going to shred that D. Sauce Gardner's going to get cooked by Stefan Diggs at least twice. The 5 and 7 Browns go into Cincinnati to take on the 8 and 4 Bengals. Bengals. But it, I feel like the Browns could totally win the game by playing the Bengals. Division matchup. Browns are still in it exactly where they wanted to be, thanks to Jacoby Brissett. Bengals' O line is improved. Bengals are getting healthy. I like their chances. I think the Bengals take this by a touchdown. The Battle of Texas. The 110 and 1 Texas go Texans going back to Davis Mills. Kyle Allen, see ya. They go into Jerry World to take on the 9 and 3 Dallas Cowboys. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. They're they just they're coming off of hanging 54 on the Colts. What the hell are they going to do with the Texans? That's what I want to know. Over under one quarter being played by Cooper Rush this week. Uh, under. Hmm. Interesting. Close game, I think. They play deep. The, the Texans actually play decent defense. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see because they may play decent defense, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys are stout. The Cowboys are definitely stout. The ten and two Vikings go into Detroit to take on the five and seven Lions. Lions, we're in agreement. I I think the Lions will do what the Titans could not do last week. They're gonna punch this team in the mouth, and they're gonna show that they're the real tiger, and <laughs> the Titans are just a paper tiger. <laughs> Lions, Tigers. We didn't get to the Bears yet, so oh my. The 11-1 Eagles go into MetLife Stadium to take on the 7-4-1 New York Football Giants. Uh, Eagles. I want to take the Giants. I do. I want to take... My heart wants to take the Giants. This Eagles team is loaded for bear. Could the Giants pull an upset? Sure. Sure. Why not? But I don't see it. Eagles relatively close. Another division matchup. The 8-4 Baltimore Ravens go into whatever they're calling Heinz Field these days to take on the 5-7 Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens are... They should. They should. Steelers are coming on strong, though. Like they had a good game last week against the Falcons. Najee Harris looked like a beast, smashing guys into the ground. So, it's going to be close. It's going to be a slugfest. The Ravens take it. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. 
The four and eight Jaguars at the seven and five Titans. Titans. I'm gonna take the Jags. Trevor Lawrence got hurt, but he's gonna play. The Titans, they have no identity. They lack identity. Yeah, they're gonna give the ball to Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's been proven mortal this year. And Ryan Tannehill's still your quarterback. So, I really don't know. I was very bullish on them last week, and I paid for that. So, (laughs) Jaguars. Jaguars by a touchdown. We're into the 4 o'clock hour now. The 9-3 and Chiefs go into Mile High to take on the 3-9 and Denver Broncos. Chiefs. How about them Chiefs? Yeah. The Broncos are going nowhere fast. Hackett's probably the next coach fired. And who knows what the hell's going on. But Chiefs in a rout. 425, the 4-8 and eight Panthers, Sands, Baker, Mayfield, go into Lumen Field to take on the 7-5 and five Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. It's going to be interesting because Walker's hurt. So we're going to see if he'll, uh, what's going on with that. But I like what the Seahawks are doing. They play defense. Geno Smith is doing a, doing a great job. The Panthers are hanging tough. They're just not talented enough. Seahawks win. The six and six Bucks go into Santa Clara to take on the eight and four San Francisco 49ers. Bucks. A little less drama now that Jimmy G is not under center, right? Brady versus Jimmy would have been a heck of a storyline. But uh, I don't know. I like the Niners. I think I'm going to roll with the Niners. They still are star studded. I mean. Todd Bowles isn't Bill Belichick. He's not exactly going to confuse Mr. Purdy. And Mr. Purdy's not going to have to do too much. And the ball off the CMC. Debo out of the backfield. Niners got this one. Your Sunday night special. The 8-4 Dolphins go into SoFi to take on the 6-6 Los Angeles Chargers. Oh. Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. The Chargers are circling the drain fast. And I wonder if Coach Staley is feeling the pressure of the specter of Sean Payton looming over him. But (laughs) desperate times call for desperate measures. And if you want to keep your job, you might want to pull a rabbit out of your hat, Coach. I'm just saying. But Dolphins pretty comfortably. And your Monday night delight. Um, delightful to somebody, I suppose. The 6-6 six six New England Patriots at the 4-8 Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Patriots. Both teams aren't very good. <laughs> Flat out. Both teams aren't very good. I do like the Patriots' run game. And they do play defense. And that travels. So I'm going to go with the Pats. Narrowly. Narrowly. Mac Jones is not going to have a stellar game. But with Harrison Stevenson, he won't need to. Teams on a bye this week. Get a piece of paper and pencil because there's plenty of them. The Falcons. The Bears. The Packers. The Colts. 
the Saints and the Commanders. All six of these teams are on buys. So adjust your fantasy rosters accordingly. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.